The following production is brought to you by the Talkin' Buds Leave Show. Here we go, Talkin' Buds Leaf Show. Put your tissues away. Put your soapboxes away. Because unless you are a Kyle Dubas fanboy, there is no crying in Leafs Nation right now. Absolutely zero crying will be tolerated from anyone in Leafs Nation right now. This fucking team, man, I tell you, like, they, this group of players, this head coach, this era of Toronto Maple Leaf hockey is like the perfect example of just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. And you and I sat here weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago for like, consecutive episodes in a row crying crying like little babies yeah like little spoiled brats yeah and <laughs> i'm not going to i'm not sitting here and i'm i'm not sitting here saying excuse me that this they're just going to coast for the rest of the regular season like on the clip they are on now but they, this is what they do. Like, we sat here and we're going, this is different. This feels different. You know, the like, got to fire Sheldon. And I'm not sitting here walking back my Sheldon comments. But got to fire Sheldon. It feels different this year. I don't know if they've got it in them. Their defense is really injured. Like, the goaltending is a big question mark. Blah, 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 blah. 6-1-3 and three in their last 10. Between episodes for us, four games. It's rare that there's that amount of games between episodes, but they they just had a busy week this week. Four games. Monday night against the Islanders. Come back to tie the game. John Tavares gets his 1,000 point. They lose in overtime, but it was a nice story. In a game I thought they played pretty well in. Tuesday night against the Rangers. Like, one of the best games of the season without question, going in against a team that's first placed in the Metropolitan, and you're like, this is a good test for them, and they were dominant from bell to bell. Thursday night, they play like absolute dog shit for 40 minutes against the Columbus Blue Jackets, one of the worst teams in hockey. And I've listened to a lot of commentary after that game, We've talked about it after that game. If we were going to do like a post-game show for that, I don't think we would have come on and yelled and screamed. It was a classic trap game. There's apparently a very bad flu bug going through this team right now. I think it would have just been a classic. Listen, didn't love that. Burn the tape, whatever. But they score five goals in the third period to tie it and then almost win in overtime. Then you get to Saturday in what was one of, if not the most satisfying regular season win in this era's history, a 7 nothing ass-whooping of Kyle Dubas's Pittsburgh Penguins. 
just when you think you're out, they pull you back in. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're just they're just regular season goats. Like they're they really are. And and I think all the crying is just years of frustration of thinking that this team was a contender, but in the end they end up not winning. But man, this they they are picking up points one way or another. Like they're and and this is why I thought that oh that regular season wins take a couple weeks ago was a brutal take because it, look at the standings, man. Look how many look how many points they've picked up just by forcing it to overtime. Like mm. they're within five points of the Bruins with a game in hand right now, tied for tied for second in the Atlantic with the Florida Panthers. Yeah, yeah, and they get, and they have two games in hand on them. Yeah, and and things are starting to round into shape a little bit. Are, are you looking at William Legison and, and Simon Benoit as, as anchors right now? No, like, I'm not. No. I think they're playing great hockey. I saw a great take on Twitter the other day about Simone Benoit that everyone here was pining for Nikita Zadorov. And this dude is literally the exact same hockey player as Nikita Zadorov. Nikita Zadorov would have brought to this blue line what Simone Benoit. Is it Simone or Simon? Like no, we say I, I it both I call ways. It Simon because Joe Bowen calls him Simon. We say I think it both funny. ways. I, I think see it's people, Simone. Yeah, I see people on the on the radio and on TV saying it both ways. So we just we'll just do what everybody else is doing and just switch it up. I, I like when Bowen calls him Simon Benoit oh, on the okay. radio calls. So that's okay. why I've kind of adopted the the Bowen way. Okay, of we'll go it. we'll go with Bonesy and yeah. call him that Simon. Guy, that guy's not taking shit in front of the net. I think that. I'm going to lead off with my biggest positive for what I've seen over the past week. Okay. They're not taking any shit in front of their own net right now. They are one of the top teams in the Eastern Conference in hits. Like, who would have Who would have thought? Callie Yarncroke, Simon Benoit, William Legison, Matthew Nyes against the Penguins. Oh, what a baby goat. They, they, are, they are actually taking that conversation they had in the dressing room about backing each other up and clearing out in front of the net. Seriously. Like, yes. These guys aren't taking any shit. And it's really, that is by far the most refreshing thing I've seen out of this hockey team over the past week. Jake McCabe. Oh yeah. He's laying people out. Yeah. That, 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 that's a huge positive for me. That that's the biggest p- positive I've seen so far. But. I don't want to put like, you gotta be careful because when I say what I'm about to say, it sounds like I'm taking a shot at the star players. But it does kind of seem like the rest of the team had a private meeting without the four guys included and said, these guys ain't going to do it, so we better do it. Everybody better finish their checks. Matt Nyes gets the Gordie Howe hat trick. Within a period. Within a period. Like, yeah. what a... It's so funny watching him because you've literally in the last two weeks seen something click in that guy's brain where he has gone... I'm the biggest guy out here. Yeah. I can run people over. Yeah, I can forecheck like a like an animal. There's zero like there's nothing to be intimidated about out here. Yeah. Yeah, he's he looks incredible. He does. He, look he incredible. really does. And I, I and I also think it, it's almost some of these guys aren't guaranteed NHL jobs either. No, Matthew Nyes is, but if if you look at like Legison and Benoit, those are two guys who are going to be fighting for NHL jobs if, quote-unquote, other NHL defensemen come in here and want to take their spot. If those guys are told to clear out in front of the net, they're clearing out in front of the net. And it's it's really impressing the hell out of me the way they're playing lately. It's it's really impressive. And it's, 
It is unbelievable how a couple weeks ago this team, I like we were spazzing, full on spazzing, and but it's starting to add up. Like the points are starting to add up, the positives are starting to add up, and and I kind of just feel like an idiot sometimes. Like are like. Was I spazzing way too much, or or is this just the cycle we're in, man? If like, you, it's the cycle we're in. Yeah. If you go back and you look at, pull up the episode from December of 2022, we're having the same conversation we're having right now about we spazzed at the beginning of the season and they figured it out. You said it to me the other night, and I agree. This team knows how to pick up points in the regular season, and there is no one who loves to get on Sheldon Keefe more than me. That guy just know like, he's the same. He has nine lives as well. Like, he knows how to get his teams to perform in the regular season. Yeah. It's, they're clicking. When their star players drive the play, is when they win, but what you just said earlier, you've got other pieces and other guys falling in line now and doing things that other, like, this is what drives me nuts about the people who still crap on this team, and there's some media members taking some shrapnel this week about some of their takes on this team this week because they're just so pro-Kyle Dubas. How can you watch Max Domi and say, you'd prefer Alex Kerfoot and Pierre Engvall. Like, how How can... I don't understand how you can watch this and think that. I don't. Yeah. It's not... How can you watch, like, even a guy like Noah Gregor? Noah Gregor? That guy has exceeded... First of all, there was no expectation for him coming into the season, but guy's an impact player. Noah man. Gregor has made more of an impact in two months on this hockey team than Pierre Engvall did... In how many years here? How many years was he in the lineup as a regular? Two, three? Like, he has made, he's, you notice him way more night in, night out. When I Bobby was, McMahon. Bobby McMahon gets a goal against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I actually think Noah Gregor is a very interesting player to talk about. The, no one knew who the fuck this guy was. He was a fourth liner. Now he's, now he's basically on PK1. He, he was throwing up with the with the sh- with the forwards being shortened with the flu going around. He was up there playing the first line with Matthews. I, I would say this guy's made a more of an impact than Tyler Bertuzzi has so far this season. Like he's oh. he, this this guy has been phenomenal for them. And he this guy wasn't good enough to play for the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, like I what? I don't know. This guy's been great. Yeah, he has been great. Scored some big goals. He skates like the wind. What a, what a great what a good bargain hockey player this guy's turned out Kevin BX called him the perfect fourth liner that's exactly what What he is good Dubas always got praise for finding guys like this this is a hell of a find for them this guy's been fantastic yeah he has been fantastic let's talk about Tyler Bertuzzi for a bit because you and I have been two of the people who have sat here and said we don't see it and from what I'm seeing online Ryan you and I are in the minority. There are a lot of people online who are talking about this dude and and like how he the plays he makes, how he keeps offensive um, rushes and cycles alive, how he wins battles along the boards and that sort of thing. So I I went out of my way this week to really sit and watch him and go, what are we not seeing that other people are seeing? And I think 
He's a very nuanced hockey player, and he's very understated in the good things that he does. He absolutely does keep pucks alive along the boards. He does keep cycles going. He's not as flashy as some of the other star guys, even a Max Domi. Like, you notice Max Domi flying around out there way more than you notice Bertuzzi flying around out there. He does not have the points production to show for it. I think a lot of people's take on Bertuzzi is sign him now because you could probably get him at a bargain to keep him here. Why would he ever want to do that? That 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 take is so dumb to me because why is Tyler Bertuzzi signing a contract? of? Because I'm sure his agent isn't dumb enough to, to not think the same thing. Like, he's not re, He's not re-upping on a deal when he's has his worst point production he's probably ever had in his career. Well, and I also think it's a bit like it's a bit arrogant Leaf fan to just assume that yeah. this guy's longing Re-up to him stay now. here. Yeah. That's Re- it's, it's just this, yeah. This it, guy to, to me like yeah, all the underlying numbers people think he's playing well, but the deal he would have got this offseason for like a long-term deal with Boston with whoever it is, it's definitely not as high as it would be like it's definitely lower now than it would have been in last offseason. Mm. I, I I don't know. Again, I think I I just yeah I, I think what you're saying is right. He's not a flashy hockey player. For personally, I don't think he skates very well. He's not. He doesn't really lay the body like I thought he would. He's not a shit disturber like I thought he was going to be as well, which is kind of what I wanted from him the most. But. I don't know. I just there's something about him that just doesn't really get me that excited. I don't know. He I'm does. Watching him, he, I just don't think he could skate. I just don't he's, think he's a very good skater. He does stand out in that regard. That's another thing I noticed this week is is when you the stuff that you and I were noticing is the stuff that I think stands out a little more. He when he's not moving his feet, he's really noticeable out there when he's not moving his feet. He gets trapped in the new. A lot of he his small out there. A lot of his positive impact comes from along the boards below the goal line in front of the net that's where I noticed him the most and in the neutral zone and then a defensive zone he gets standing around a little bit and I think that's where you and I noticed him a lot we're like this guy's no good whereas if you compare him to a max and I love max and you love max we notice max way more because max flies around out there however Love Max had his best game of the season against the Pittsburgh Penguins, but that dude loves a, a saucer backhand to the other team just as much as everybody else. So Max is not perfect either. But you, that, you just notice him because he's a flashier skater than Bertuzzi. Max has had to endure so much more adversity this season than Tyler Bertuzzi has. Max Domi is probably one of my favorite hockey players I've seen on this team in years. And has nothing to do with his skill or his defensive prowess or, prowess or whatever. What about his dad? Yeah, he's. A, I mean, yeah, the, the last name is what it is. But this guy st- really struggled to start the season. And But, like, when you watch him play, and he's he's he hasn't played on the top two lines. He's playing center on the third line that, that can struggle at times. But this guy is the definition of heart. Yeah. Like, he is, he is a heart and solar. And he, like, I just, I love him. Yeah, I think he's had a really tough year this year in a lot of ways. And he's starting to get her get her and going. He's starting here to get her going, yeah. and he's really like he's gotten a couple fights. He's gotten a couple hits. Leads the team in penalty minutes, which is kind of a not positive, but I also kind of see it as a positive at yep. the same time. Like guys, this guy's a heart. And he soul leads the team man. in penalty minutes by a mile too. Yeah, I don't know. I I I love this guy. I just think Bertuzzi has been hand picked to play on the top two lines. 
And I think that's a reason why his underlying numbers look better than they are, because even though we absolutely tear apart Johnny and Matthew sometimes because there's just nothing else to talk about, when you're on those top two lines... <laughs> What are all those top two lines? Like those are those are like Austin Matthews on pace for seventy goals this year. Like we've been ripping him, but let's be honest, like the guy's still on pace for seventy. Well, we only rip him know? when he blends into games. And, and when Mitch he dominates, Marner, we don't rip him. We say that's there it is. I asked more out of Austin Matthews last week. He gave me more this week. He's he was incredible. Mitch Marner looks like God right now. Yeah. He to me, that's that also is a huge factor of this team taking the step in another direction is he's playing like God. But when you're Bertuzzi and you're just stuck on those two lines playing with those players who are going to produce points one way or another in the regular season, your underlying numbers are going to look better. Max Domi has not been given that at all. He's playing no. center on a third line with that kind of lacks some depth sometimes. I gave Keith credit. I gave Keith credit earlier in this episode, but he again, he's I was almost annoyed coming away from the Pittsburgh game in that sense because I was just like, see what happens when you give this guy elevated role? And don't limit his minutes and try and pigeonhole him into some specialized role he's not meant for and keep shoving the same guys over the boards. I'm going to come at you with a with a hot take here. And I'm not, I don't want to get radioed here and say, oh, the Leafs would be better off without Austin Matthews. I want to be unequivocally clear. That is not what I'm saying. However, I do think there are lessons to be learned from the Pittsburgh game and not having Matthews in the lineup because I felt it was much more balanced. I loved the Marner, Domi, Nyes line. And I think when you come away from that, I really hope he's not going to because Sheldon, Sheldon, but I would love the coaching staff to come away from that game and think, Maybe we need to sort of take a look at how we're deploying. Like, we've got our top two lines that get the heavy minutes. Why don't we look at spreading the love a little more and seeing if we can balance out three lines and roll three lines a little more? Because to me, that was the biggest takeaway of not having Matthews. They were coming in waves. It was way more balanced. Domi was getting more ice time. Yarncroft was getting more ice time. Nyes was getting more ice time. Nikki Robertson was getting more ice time. And I just hope... Again, I don't. I have zero faith that he's going to do this because we know how Sheldon operates. But I think they should come away thinking that. Yeah, I mean, we've we've, we've talked about before that sometimes the top guys on this team get put out on the ice way too much. Like they're they're just out there all the time. And anyone who's played hockey, when you're playing with a shorter bench, it, it does kind of get you in the game a little bit more. And and also, when you look at that game without Matthews. Whenever you want to just rip apart Mitch Marner because he's driving you absolutely insane, and when he's not playing well, he's a, he's a real target. He's he's very frustrating. Yes, when he's but not when playing he well. is playing well, this guy could play with anybody. Like, he he was he was god the other night. He was he looked amazing. He yeah. could you could put him on, on any. That's the argument you can make for him when you watch a game like that. You can put this guy with anybody, and he will make any any line go. Yep. But yeah, it, it was interesting seeing Matthews not in the lineup because it, yeah, it seemed like everybody was was getting reps. Everybody yes. was playing hard. Everybody was forechecking. That was bell to bell. That was an ass whooping. Yeah, and it was it was bell to bell. Yeah. So I hope they come away thinking maybe we could look to balance this out a little bit more. I also think that 
First of all, I'd like to see Bobby McMahon's reaction to Ryan Reeves getting injured kind of oh, longer I told term. You. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got my tinfoil hat on with Ryan Reeves. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Ryan, <laughs> you can't tell me they took him into a dark, a dark room before the game and said, listen, you're going to run into the board. <laughs> And you're going to blow your knee up. Yeah. <laughs> and we're, we're going to run we're, into the boards with no help. And we're going to put you on LTIR <laughs> to get your money back. Oh, uh, man. Even, no, though they did, the, even though they did say his injury is not as bad. And, as did, they, and they he did. The, we're just joking. The guy the guy did need help off the ice. And he, if you watch that, he kind of collapsed in the tunnel. So he yeah. definitely. But it's like, yeah, the dude. It's just. They just have this way. Like you saw Klingberg, you saw Matt Murray, other teams across the league are starting to get pissed off about it. It's like they just have this way of erasing guys on bad contracts who yeah. are not contributing enough. So I'm watching the other night and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Ryan Reeves is about to go on LTIR. Yeah. Yeah, no, Bobby McMahon is probably stoked that now he's going to be a, an every night regular. Yeah. The I mean, Reeves thing, this is a conversation for another day. I don't want to get into this. No, but no. The Reeves thing is so interesting just from the standpoint of, so excited to get the guy and they have the toughest guy in the league. And it's like, they don't, they well, don't need him. He hasn't fought anybody since game two. And another reason why is there's, like I said earlier, there's other players stepping up and, and, and filling in roles. Like this, the game against Pittsburgh in the last week, just watch them in front of their own net. You don't need to be a, t- watch Matthew nice. You don't need to be a tough guy to play hard. Mm-hmm. Like Simon Benoit hasn't dropped the gloves, but when somebody's in front of his own net, even Johnny was pushing Crosby out the front of the net, which I think he just saw Sid. He was like, all right, I, <laughs> I can actually push this guy. <laughs> He's not going to do anything, but, but yeah, it's just, I think, oh, I think Callie Yarncroke's been a savage this yeah, year. Yeah, Callie Yarncroke has been excellent. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN, only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I I also want to, you brought him up earlier. I just want to circle back. I want to tip the cap to Jake McCabe as well. Yeah. Jake McCabe has really settled in as this team's like sort of in forcer defenseman from like a he's in their top four right now and he's he's playing a role he's finishes every check he absolutely laid that guy out in the ranger game the other night speaking of defense it was nice to see Lilligren back 
Yeah. Like they, you know what? Like you watch him. The, the thing that separates watching Legison, Benoit, Timmins, LeJoie, okay? Legison and Benoit in particular have been very good. And I don't want what I'm about to say to like take away from how good they've been. It's not at all. Connor Timmins, I think, is still. He's very sketchy with the puck on his stick. And LeJoie is just not an NHL defenseman. Yeah. The thing that separates NHL defensemen from non-NHL defensemen is two things. Skating. Skating. Number one. And decision-making with the puck. And I think because we, we don't get to look at a lot of their, like, depth Marley pieces and guys who are fringe guys as much. We've looked at Lilligren the last few years and gone... The ceiling with him is so high. This guy could be a top two NHL defenseman. He's just like, he's got to get over the hump. He's got to get over the hump. But then you just watch him. He's been out for weeks and you just see him out there and you just see the skating, the decision-making, the positioning. It's like, this is an NHL defenseman. This is a guy who understands what it what it means to be a defenseman in the National Hockey League. Yeah, I think skating's number one. Like when you watch them, when they play the Florida Panthers... Like those those guys who play D for them, they could fly, and you could just skate your way out of bad decisions. That's why TJ Brody's tough to watch sometimes. Like I think TJ Brody's a a very solid defenseman, but sometimes he struggles because he's just not very quick. And and when he gets a when he gets a bad pass and he's got to make a quick decision, he can't really make it because he's just that's just not who he is. Well, that's not always his fault. But and, yeah, it's it's skating is number one for for elite to for like, defenseman at, being elite. Look at Morgan. Oh, this guy's that guy's been unbelievable this year. Man. Yeah, you look at yeah. like look at Morgan, look how good he's been. There is he's got twenty one points. There like, is how many one host that that guy hit this week. Oh, he's 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 yeah, been he's, he's a savage. You can make man. an argument in in a in a season that is seeing Austin Matthews like in like William Nylander having a career start. Austin Matthews just Morgan Riley's been marching his way to the rocket. Man, Joe Wall before he got hurt. You can still make an argument that Morgan Riley. Has been this team's MVP. Like he's been criticized for for not providing the amount of like this whole decor itself has been criticized that they don't provide points. This guy's got twenty one points in twenty eight games or whatever. Like he's he's been fantastic and the whole and he's been he got slapped in the face at the start of the year too with Klingberg starting on the on the power play like that that was a joke. Like well about, they like, they positioned it as it, like man. they positioned it as. Um, he he they, took they that were, like a man, yes, and and that and it did not work out. And here he is back on the power play, and the power play is slowly but surely rising its way to the top of the NHL. There's, you know what, we've criticized this core a lot in recent years of, about from a heart and soul perspective, and he's one guy in the core that you can never ever ever criticize his his heart and soul. Nobody wants to win on this team more than that guy. Yeah, there is one glaring negative on this team right now. Ilya Samsonov yeah. is awful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I tried my absolute hardest to stick up for this guy Well, as well. and I thought, I thought your point was fair, where you were like, this guy was in the net for the first playoff series win. Yeah, I think he deserved a little bit of respect. I thought he played very well last year, but... The, guy's, the guy's confidence is completely shot. He's giving up goals that Joe Wall did not give up. Mm. And Martin now Jones. Martin Jones is also not giving up. Yep. Like he's getting beat clean just way too often. Yes. I think, again, it's super early. Joe Wall's not coming back anytime soon. We've got lots of time. 
I think they're going to give, they're going to continue to give Samsonov every chance possible to sort of get this figured out. Because like I said, I do think it's, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm an expert in goaltending, but just from an eye test and as someone who watches this team, you've now seen Martin Jones come in and do what Wall was doing, which is just be steady. He's not swimming around his net. He's not getting caught out of position. Pucks aren't going through him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just Samsonov's just getting beat way too clean. Now, I, honestly, I could see a scenario where, like I said, I think they're going to give Samsonov every opportunity here, but I could see a scenario when Wall's ready to come back where Samsonov's the ones go, is the one who's going on waivers. Well, Joe Wall's not coming back anytime no, soon. No, but, so. but he will. He will be, and when, he's, when he is, I... if. If this is the way the goaltending is going to be up until then, you can't make the case for sending Jones back down and not Samsonov. Like it's at the point where they've got a bit of runway here because they've just been racking up points in games, so they do have a, a tiny bit of space for him to try and work this out. I, by the way, I will tip my cap to Sheldon. Completely agree with the decision to leave him in against Columbus. Yeah. Fucking figure it out. Like, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. not bailing you out of this. This game's 5 nothing. We're not taking you out. At that point, you're you're in your head going, we're not coming back. This game's over. So stay in the net and work it out and get your head on straight because take putting in Martin Jones is just... And I understand the the opposite take where, well, no, you're kind of you're letting him know that we're expecting you to be an NHL, NHL caliber goaltender and you're not being it, so we're removing you. I, I think you're at a point right now where these are your two guys and you got to leave them in there to figure it out. Yeah. Especially, they're also in, in a good spot right now because they've got your guy, Dennis Hildeby, down taking the AHL by storm. You see it? That's good news. Did you see the size of Dennis Hildeby? Isn't he like six foot seven yeah, or yeah, something? Like, like this guy is... I, I, did, I did hear... Owen and Ralph on the radio the other day saying there's only one goalie in the NHL smaller than six feet. Six, seven. Yeah. Yeah. The UC Saros is the only Tandy in the league that is smaller than six feet. Yeah. Like if you, if you are a parent in minor hockey right now and you don't see your child be above six feet based on genetics, don't put them in the net because there are no goalies. Uh, goalies are monsters. I see some lunatics online sometimes saying, "Bring Hill to be up." Don't. No. No. Do exactly one of the things. Joe, yeah, Joe Wall's the perfect example. Let him marinate. Yeah. yeah. Kid's twenty-two. Like, yeah. just let him. He's he. For all intents and purposes, he's a really exciting goalie prospect you have in your system. Leave him there. Like, yeah. let him dominate in the American Hockey League. He does not need to come up and have his confidence shaken in the National Hockey League. Yeah. But yeah, I think I don't know what they're gonna do with Samsonov. Yeah, you look at yeah, he doesn't. He looks awful. He does. He looks like and his I, confidence I, I've is completely tried shot. So many times to cut him a break, but the, the game against Columbus, he was he was awful. Do you think it's terrible? Part of me is like, did is this guy was this guy's confidence just shot after going through arbitration? Like, did sitting in that room and listening to them just rip on him after having the no, season no, last he year? He just, hasn't earned anything. Yeah. I, I just think he was a highly touted guy in Washington. They and, gave up and, on him. And they gave up on him. Yeah. Because he was terrible. Yeah. And and he was a wild card. But look at Jack Campbell. 
Oh. Sometimes you can have a good year as a as a goalie and just come back and not be good. The worst decision. Jordan Bennington's the, another kind of guy you can look at. The worst decision Ilya Samsonov's representatives made last offseason was not picking up the phone and phoning Kenny Holland. <laughs> saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah. hey, we're in the market for a $5 million per contract. Yeah. no, Send one our way. Yeah, it's... it's so there has been examples around the league of goalies can come in and go on a run, but they don't work out long term. No. Like Jordan Bennington hasn't been what Jordan Bennington looked like when the Blues won the cup. The the Hamburglar back in 2016 came in. He was undefeated. Never saw him again. Yeah. Hamburglar. Jack Campbell was awful, <laughs> came in, somehow played well for the Leafs. Mm. And now the guy's the guy's in the AHL. He's he's garbage. Yeah. Yes, Ilya Samsonov had a, had a really solid year last year. Now he sucks. Matt Murray won two Stanley Cups on two unbelievable playoff runs. Now he's on Robot Island. Now he's not even in the league yeah, anymore. Yeah, now he's on Robot Island. He was terrible. Yeah. It, 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 there's only so many Vasileskis, man. Like, they're, they're, there's some guys just come in and get hot, but they're actually not that good. It's, it's really special to have a goalie like Connor Hellebuck or Thatcher Demko. Like, some of these guys are just... They can get hot and then they could suck. I also like the idea of having Jones back up Wall because then it's very clear. The roles are very clear. It's like Wall's the guy that we're hitching our wagon to. We've got Jones, who's a veteran guy, been in the league, won a cup, had a great year last year with Seattle. He's here to mentor. There's no sort of like, oh, these two are, are competing, whatever. He's here to mentor Wall and bounce stuff off him. I just think that to me, as you get into the home stretch through March and into it closer to the playoffs, to me, that's a better dynamic than having to deal with like Wall at any night has to be ready basically every night to go in because you don't know if Samsonov is going to be a gas can or not. Yeah, I do find the take interesting that Samsonov doesn't like competition. That he's never done well with with yeah uh, with competition. with, with yes. battling for the net yes because Murray went down and he was the guy yes and then Wall went down and he had a good start and then they had Jones go in and jo Jones has played well so now he is once again like the fan base right now is calling for Martin Jones every night because you can't well, put this got guy a in the net fifty save over two and, we're and not, two and a quarter games no one's sitting here going oh martin jones is the answer but like i said martin jones is a veteran guy who all this team needs there was a clip i wish i'll see if i can find it on twitter and maybe put it in the description there was a clip the other night and it was slowed down in slow mode and i'm pretty sure it was the second or third blue jacket school was the one where the guy went behind the net and sort of banked it in oh yeah off tavares after it goes in he kind of circles back to go to the bench and you can just see, he just looks up at the sky and just like, just, oh my God, this guy stinks yeah. right now. Stinks. And you see what shitty goaltending has done to the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. You just can't, they can't, you can't afford it. And, and when you talk about guys who can come in and get hot, you just you have to ride goaltenders in this league that are playing well, regardless if they're long-term solutions or not. Like you just can't afford shitty goaltending. You, you just can't. Yeah. They've had to battle back so many times and cause they're Sam Sonoff only has one regulation loss, I think. And he's got 
what's what's a save? He's got like an eight seventy save. Like the guy, the guy's brutal. His numbers are awful. Yeah, he's got eight seventy eight yeah, save percentage. One and five. So yeah. they've only lost once in regulation. I think that was the first game they played against Chicago. Hmm. That means they've had to battle through a eight seventy eight save to get five points off his awful performances. Yeah, you know that all of them were awful, but. Yeah, you know not, yeah. you can't you can't afford it. So if Martin Jones, regardless if he's a long term solution or not, and it's not like Samsonov is signed to a multi year deal and we're hitching our wagon to him. Like they they gave him a one year deal to come back and prove it again. So I would like to before we get out of here, I would just like to stick up for Brad Tree Living because he he's taken a bunch of shit from the 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 Kyle Dubis fanboys for the Klingberg signing, the Reeves signing, Dubis fanboys. Yeah, the Klingberg signing, the Reeves signing, and some of them. I wanted to smack his head off the desk watching. Oh, him it was so box. it was so glorious! Like yeah. it was so glorious him watching him. That's his head. Together. And everyone in the in the crowd going dubus. Yeah. yeah, like honestly, that guy burned a bridge. Yeah, I feel like there's I hate there, him. <laughs> there there are there are certain people who I see them on Twitter, certain fans, certain media, certain whatever who are just like. It's actually hilarious. Just just the bias. It's like they they. Their takes are so outrageous because they're so... They, it, Kyle Dubas. Kyle Dubas connected emotionally with a certain hockey fan and they will not... He touched the hearts of... There's a... How do I tread lightly saying this? <laughs> okay. There's a, a a hockey fan who I don't think I, I hate to say it I hate to say it I hate to say it that that never played at least competitively that they get self esteem as hockey fans by being numbers guys and looking at the numbers and and saying I'm smarter than you meathead Neanderthal hockey fans who want fighting and hitting and whatever and. Pierre Engvall's underlying number. When Pierre Engvall's out there, he wins his minutes. Therefore, he's a good hockey player. And that makes me, that validates me as a fan and someone who covers it. It makes me feel good. Kyle Dubas is the champion of those people. He is their champion. And so when you when you see people and their takes are are so outrageous and they're not giving this team the credit they deserve, it's for that reason because they don't like that. You hit it right off the top. A huge reason why this team is having success lately is like they're finishing checks. They're they're harder to play against and you can't necessarily quantify that in numbers the way you can expected goals for, right? So this is a really long-winded way if I can come back to my original point. I want to give Bradtree living credit here. He He took some shit for the signing of Klingberg, which I'll, I'll shit on him. Why did you sign a guy who apparently had an injury and was, why did you give him that amount of money? Ryan Reeves, that's hindsight. We all love the signing. He hasn't been very good. I'm not going to dump on tree living for that, but it, it hasn't been a great signing. This dude got Noah Gregor, who we talked about earlier. Great find. Max Domi's been good. I think Max Domi is like just 
the, like the journey he's been on is what this team needs in terms of a, a, a personality. You're still iffy on Bertuzzi. We're both still, but, but I, I credit, like I said, I watched him this week. The, but he, I was he, stoked when they signed Bertuzzi. He's having a positive impact when he's out there. Yeah. And what did he say in his opening press conferences here? I wanted to go and get another goalie that had some gray hair because I thought it would be good to have him in the system just in case. And what has happened? Joe Wall, who is an injury history, has gone down. Sam Sonoff's a gas can. And you've got a steady Eddie veteran guy in Martin Jones back there who has been in the league for a long time, has played in some big games, has won a Stanley Cup, who can go in there on Hockey Night in Canada in Toronto on a Saturday night and just he's not at all rattled. He made 38 saves. He's not at all rattled by it. Yeah. So It's not like he didn't face anything. He's still had almost 40 saves. Tip of the cap. To tree living for that. Yeah. I also you say what you want about any of those signings. They're all one year deals. Yes. I'm never. I'm never gonna cry about a one year deal. Hundred percent. He didn't. He didn't commit anything to really anybody. They're all one year deals. I think. Yeah. All those points you made are great points. I mean, the only negative I have for Brad is the whole Austin Matthews gave us a bargain that still will always. I'll go to my grave and that'll <laughs> still drive you me nuts. You just hate that quote. Oh, it's the worst. Yeah. It's the worst quote. But yeah, other than that, I. I he went on to sign a bunch of one-year deals because he knows he has a bunch of huge contracts coming up over the next two years that he has a huge decision on. So I'm not going to cry about any of those. I, I, I had to take the... It's just very clear with Kyle Dubas that he... He just... He appeals to a certain type of hockey fan. And they, they are having a very, 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 very hard time letting him go. It's very... It just... Yeah, but they find failed. it very upsetting, but they That's don't. I don't understand. It's like these people it argue that failure. He, exactly. These people argue that he, that he didn't though. It's 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 delusion, and it all comes from a place of. And you're talking. Check the tape. I stood up for this guy. I was in favor of them re-signing him. You and I were on opposite ends of the spectrum with that at the end of last year. You were like, get rid of him. I was like, keep him around. Who's better? Whatever. Let him let him keep going here. But it it's just. It's gotten to the point now where if you watch, I just don't understand how you can watch Max Domi. I'll bring this full circle to a quote I said earlier, and then we'll get the fuck out of here. I just don't know how you can watch Max Domi night in and night out and long for the days of fucking Alex Kerfoot, Pierre Engvall, and Dennis Malgin. <laughs> how the fuck do you watch Max Domi and, and long for the days of Dennis Malgin? Yeah. Like, come on. Come on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. All right. We're going to get yeah, out of I here. I could do a whole episode on Dubis. Yeah. I'm going to get out of here. Yeah. He, it's, it is what it is. The team's rolling right now. We're, this is just, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and go, we're idiots. Everyone else has, part of being a fan is riding the emotion, riding the emotional wave with your team and feeling it. But this is this this is what they do. This is the cycle. They 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 lock in and they look really, really good. Yeah, and and then you start trying to find positives in the game when they're playing really good to be like, well, if they keep clearing out guys in yes, front of their net, yes. it could translate in April. Yes, <laughs> yes exactly. Yeah. But this is this is the type of stuff that like Matt Nyes. The thing that I, I love the way about Matt Nyes, the thing I love about Matt Nyes right now, I can talk is this is gonna keep like. He's getting himself mentally prepared for the war that's going to be the first round again. In because guess what, 
They're playing the Florida Panthers. Yeah. 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 The Florida Panthers. Yeah. That, that, who would have thought that the Florida Panthers are gearing, like they've had a good rivalry with the lightning here in the last few weeks, but I don't know. I see. I hate the Florida Panthers. Yeah. I hate the lightning too. I, I I respect the Florida Panthers and the way they play. I really do. I, I, I hate them so much because I respect the the fact that they're so committed to the playoff style and I tip their cap, tip my cap to them for that. But the Florida Panthers, like if you're going to beat the Florida Panthers in a playoff series, you have to win every battle. You got to, you got to bang in dirty goals. You got to shoot the puck. You got to clear yeah. guys out front of your net. You got to not. You got to beat them at their own game, right? Look at me getting all psyched up yeah. for a potential playoff series yeah. that's far from confirmed <laughs> and still months away. Hey, the Bruins are in sight. They are in sight. All right, we're gonna get out of here. I th- we'll be, we will be back Thursday night after the Leafs and Sabers. That's a big divisional matchup. Two games in between. Then they got the Rangers again on Tuesday. You got to think the Rangers are coming back looking for. Lavi's going to have the Rangers fired up for that one. And then a divisional game against the Buffalo Sabres. So if you would like to join us for that post-game show on Thursday, hit the like and subscribe buttons below. Also check us out on our socials. You can find those in the description below. Spread the word. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. We'll see you guys next time.